the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. I have another great show for you today and a very special guest, Madeline Suits, partner and lead agent of the Suits team, Keller Williams out of Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, Madeline, you do have a passion uh, for making real estate dreams kind of come true for your clients. That's your passion. And then, you know, you have some hobby. You find time for Bible studies, exercising, volunteering, tennis. Maybe we should. Or maybe even better, mindless television. (laughs) (laughs) You're also uh, numerous times number one agent uh, in a grouping there in the uh, Peachtree area. Uh, number one luxury agent, number one group in Keller Williams. So great accolades there. Welcome to the show. Happy to have you. Thanks for um, having me. How are you today? I'm good. Good, good. So let's let's start from the beginning. Let's get to know Madeline a little bit. Um, you know, how did you get here? Where did you start? I know you have a very interesting backstory that uh, I'm, I'm familiar with. Let's hear all about it. So... I relocated to Atlanta in 1997, and um, I worked for Budweiser. I was not a Bud girl. Um, <laughs> if you saw my figure, you would know I, that. Um, <laughs> and um, I was—I just ran their largest ad campaign across the country. And when I landed in Atlanta, I was still continuing with advertising. And I was like, "Oh, I think I'm going to get into real estate." And I'm from the Midwest, and my and my, my sister did a little bit of real estate. My dad was in real estate um, investing, but he was an attorney, never made any big money in it or anything. And um, he was like, I mean, both my parents were like, well, you're not from the South. I mean, you'll never make it in real estate. And so I was waiting tables while getting my real estate license and working at an advertising company. And um, rest is kind of history. I started my career at Jenny Pruitt. Um, and I went in and took classes and things like that. And the, I went to my bro, well, my educator at the time. And I said, I think I want to work with someone. And she's like, no, Madeline, like you're a, and she used the term. I can't even remember what it was. She said, you're a a Skinner or I'm a hunter, not a Skinner. I don't Ah, know. I, you know, gotcha. And she said, no, 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 you shouldn't work on team. But anyway, I did, I partnered up with, um, someone and I'm, She's still a coworker of mine today. And um, we worked together for about two years from 97 to 99. And then I got married at that time and decided I couldn't give my business partner 110% and give my marriage 110%. So I we separated and um, went our separate way. And then I proceeded to build the Suits team from there. Okay. And... I really grew the business based on my husband was born and raised in Atlanta and we were young and we incur and he had bought a home. And so we literally, I just started discussing with all his friends and 
said, okay, you need to buy a home. You need to invest in real estate. And so that was really the start of it. And also I built the business on relocation. So I, I did take that hit of, you know, someone moving to Atlanta, me paying a big fee to a relocation company, but ultimately that's what built the business. And I also, you know, I I've always believed a real estate agent can be someone's first friend in a city. And I do love Atlanta and it's easy to sell a city that you love and communities and friends and that sort of thing. Yeah. Fantastic story. Uh, You said something in there. I'm going to jump on real quick. You said we were young. You're still young. (laughs) I'm turning 50 this year. I'm not that young. (laughs) I'm still older than you and I feel young. So you look good. (laughs) Thanks. So let's talk about that a little bit. So we know, we know the, we know the backstory. So let's get to the present. How did, you know, I, I, we, we look at your team. You, you, it looks like you have a large team. Let's talk about your team a little bit and, you know, what they offer and, and kind of how you came about building such a large team that seems to be very, very successful in the Atlanta area. So I really, I will tell you, I credit a lot of my growth and what I've done to Keller Williams um, and Gary Keller, because I mean, they're not the number one education company for no reason. Right. And, you know, I've been offered a lot over the years of companies that are doing IPOs and, you know, you name it. And they're like, we'll pay you X amount of money if you'll bring your business over. Well, it's kind of the old story. You don't forget where you came from. Sure. And Keller Williams was all about models and systems and educating and teaching. And ultimately, it did become into leverage and how I could grow a team that would leverage me to be able to find opportunities, other streams of income, and really my team benefits from those. So, you know, basically when I got pregnant with my first child, who will be 20 on September 6th, I hired Nina um, and she became my first assistant. And then we morphed into partners. And then one by one, you know, we added on everything from assistants to buyers agents and Now there's eight of us and um, almost every single person on the team does sell. Um, Almost all of them do list property as well. Even my admins do. And um, except for one of them. And one of them's more behind the scenes. But, you know, it really, and again, I I find it interesting. A lot of people will be like, oh, I've stepped out of the business and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't know how you step out of the business and you don't, then you don't understand the business. So, you know, I still show houses. I still go on listing appointments. I run the team. Um, You know, we're setting up investment groups for our clients because honestly, go back in history. The majority of um, wealth has been built on real estate. And if you're not investing in one way or another, even if investing is that personal home you own. Right. um, You know, you're, you're selling yourself short. So. I have an amazing group of eight women and people always are like, oh, you know, and and they think we're all blonde, but we're not. Um, And, but we really, I mean, we've tried hiring men, no offense, but it just hasn't worked out. Not saying I wouldn't, Um, but we all really were a family. We work really hard. Um, We're all mothers. Right. um, And we all work full time. So, you know, it's not like it's a hobby or a side gig. I mean, and, you know, 40 hours for us is more like 70 hours. A week. Sure. 
Yeah, I don't know anybody in the industry on, on the retail front that uh, works a 40 hour week. Now it may be fragmented into seven days of, you know, four or five, six hours and some days off. But uh, the bottom line is it's not a, it's not a, it's not a nine to five. No, all. I, yeah. no. Yeah, if that's, if that's what you're looking for, there's plenty of other people. There's that plenty of other job opportunities. They'll, 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 there's plenty of companies that will exchange uh, dollars for hours and tell you what you're worth. But that's one of the beauties of, of being in real estate is. Well, it's funny. Every time we're hiring, I'll get calls and people will be like, oh, my gosh, yes, I would love to work with you. I'd like to work like three or four hours a week. And I'm like, that's a hobby. That's not a job. You know, so we, um, every single one of us busts our tail all the time. And, you know, we, we don't, you know, we do our best not to miss a soccer game or whatever, but, you know, my kids say all the time, they're always like, oh, I wish you weren't on your phone or blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, just let me know what you'd like to give up. Yeah. Right. So very quickly, they're okay with it. Yeah. There's an exchange for everything, right? I mean, you know, the, I guess the Shangri-La. You know, um, you know what the Shangri-La is because you you actually sell that idea or that mentality is if, you know, I don't I don't always use the term mailbox money or have but, but having a perpetual income. You know, if you can get to the point where that overtakes how much you make spending that 70 hours a week, then maybe you can make that decision. But until you get there, you're still going to, uh, you know, you're going to have to boots on the ground and make things work. So tell me about, um, you know, are you always looking for agents? Is that, is that, I guess we've talked about the past. Let's talk about the now. Um, you know, what, what, what are you doing within your business? Are you continuing to grow agents? What's the goal? How many agents would you be looking for? And then tell me about the training of new agents. You said, you know, you talk to someone and they go, oh, I love to work three to four hours. And, you know, obviously red flag. Um, so what is the training and what is the expectation? And then how big do you want to get as far as agents go? That's a big question, but I'll let you unfold. Yeah, no, it's fine. So I, um, we run fairly lean and mean. So we've always been about, I would rather have nine people doing really great mm-hmm. than 50 people doing a little bit. Yeah. Um, however, though, I'm also one of those people that wants to provide opportunities to people. So you know, if someone says, hey, Madeline, I want to come in, I want to do, you know, I just want to do a deal a month. You know, that's really what I want to do. I'm still raising children or I, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is. Um, we're always open to that. And I get a lot of questions sometimes where people are like, oh, well, is there a certain person? Do you have to be female? Do you have to be blonde? You know, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, I tell people all the time and, you know, this might not be um, kosher these days, but I grew up hearing the word prejudice, a a word I grew up hearing. And I told somebody one time, I said, I am prejudiced. And they were like, what? And I said, against lazy people. If you're lazy, (laughs) we're never going to be friends. I don't care if you're, I don't care if you're anything, you can be an animal. I mean, if you're lazy, we're just not going to be tight. That's, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for hardworking people that want to learn and constantly want to grow. And so we are always interviewing. We're always looking for people. We've decided just because we're getting some systems. And, and again, these are just some newer systems that we're adding. Right. And again, as the market's doing a little bit of shift, we're changing some things. Right. We actually started interviewing people a couple months ago. 
Um, haven't found anyone necessarily that we add, but probably won't begin adding people again until like late October or November. Right. And then truthfully, I, you know, one, if someone's a great fit and I think they're a great opportunity, I'm going to find a spot for them. That, there's the bottom line. But the other thing is, is that I look at the financials. It is a business. This, again, I run this as a business. And if I have, for example, my team and I, we had, I think four of our five of us had each, all had seniors in high school this past mm -hmm. year. So again, that takes time. I don't want people not to spend time with their senior or feel like they got to do everything. But right. while they're, while they're doing that, ultimately you're going to see a slowdown in production by some of them. So I have to make sure that those gaps are filled with those different people. So I can always look at the organization and say, Hey, you know, based upon stage of life or where someone is, or God forbid something happened, I have to be able to fill in those gaps with people. Um, I don't know where I see it. I mean, I think in a perfect world, like a team of 15 would be great. Right. Um, I also would love to structure to have people in different areas. Like I'd love someone to work for the suits team and they're in Savannah. Um, we also, Florida obviously is a big, um, state that I refer a lot of business to and a lot of people travel Florida. to, from, that's right, <laughs> from Atlanta. And so I would love to have a suits team member that sits, you know, on 30A and, you know, right. that sort of thing in North Carolina where, you know, the reciprocity where my, you know, we refer a lot of our clients to. Sure. Um, so. You said something earlier, and great answer. Thank you very much for that. But Madeline, you said something earlier, and you know that little switch goes off in my mind because I hear the term from time to time. Um, you know, you, you're you're a luxury agent. I'm sure you handle all kinds of listings and and properties. But I I did see that title, and then you also said at the beginning that you had worked a lot with transfers. Um, you know, um, people moving in and out of the area. Is that still something that you market to is, and how does yep. that work? So um, I actually give you an idea. I'm working with an expat right now. They're coming okay. from London. Okay. Um, and again, I built the business based on that. So I had high connections right. up to these companies. However, though, you know, it didn't matter if it was a secretary that was coming in and she was spending you know, 300 or 400,000 versus the CEO that was spending a million. Right. The same person, same person to us. And, you know, they still have the same needs. They're still coming with children. They still have, you know, want to come and find friends and find a community. So no difference in terms of that. Um, and, you know, luxury just comes over time sure. um, with it. But I tell everyone, I mean, I was like, I mean, they, you know, $215,000 condo yesterday who is the mother of my client whose home we have under contract for 1.65 million. So doesn't matter right? because, you know, luxury to me, sure. You can call it a price point, but it's a service. Yeah, and yeah. we, treat, we treat everyone as if, you know, they're up there. They're the, you know, they're the most important to us. And that's the reason we have a team in place because, I'm doing a call with you or I'm, you know, meeting on a listing appointment. I don't want you to think your call's going unanswered. Right. And so therefore I have to have that support behind me because 
I'm never, I mean, we have a policy on our team. If we don't return your call within 24 hours, you can find us and we'll, you know, $25 or whatever, and we'll give it to the charity of your choice because mm -hmm. response and communication is the top thing. And all of us know whether, you know, I waited tables and I said, I was a hostess and I said, I would always go to the table and I would say, hey, I just want you to know my, your server is in the weeds and really backed up. She's going to get to you when she can, but I'm going to get you some waters. That's yeah. all people want to know. Right. They need that communication. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and it's 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 difficult, right? I mean, people want service with a smile, so on and so forth. But it, it's also they pay for it. You know, it, obviously at closing and, and yeah. you know, on, on and on. But they pay for it more in my, this is my opinion. Uh, you know, I'm down here in Southeast Florida. So when you talk about luxury, everything to me is luxury coming by way right. of Texas and Arizona. There's no such right. thing as not luxury. Um, but the, people have an expectation, no matter how much they spend. Uh, and, you know, I'll use the restaurant analogy. I still have an expectation at Denny's, uh, the same expectation as I have at the mansion at Turtle Creek. I mean, you know, it doesn't, doesn't matter, right? So, and well, that, because a, a job is a job. I mean, like, again, that goes back to who I hire. Right. If, if you agreed to do the job, do it well. Do it. Yeah. And, you know, even our pastor one time gave an analogy one time that he said the guy was cleaning out the porta potties and he was singing. And I think someone asked him, they said, how can you, you know, how can you smile and do that job? And he said, because I'm doing a great work and I can't come down. And, you know, you've got to own it. And we were at a, you know, we were at Mega Camp in Austin mm -hmm. this past week, which was right. spectacular. And we went to a restaurant that a uh, Austin agent hosted a party and we paid to have dinner or whatever. And their staff was amazing. I mean, right. everyone was blessed. Their staff. And I literally, I found like three of them that I encountered and I said, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing an amazing, and they were like, thank you so much. But they were, they were doing an amazing job. And you have to recognize that when people do that. And same with, if we don't go do a good job, we say, hey, I want your feedback. Like, right. what could we have done better? I mean, I'm always looking to improve. No one's perfect. Well, don't we learn more from our mistakes than we do our successes? I mean, you know, successes will come and come and come and they'll, they'll be fleeting, right? We'll always be looking for the next one. We're never looking for the next mistake ever. No. You know, we're no. not sitting here going, I can't wait to make another mistake. No, but we need to learn from those mistakes and mitigate them just the same as an insurance company mitigates losses you know, all these different things. And as, as realtors, I believe that's uh, uber important because those shots, those swings at the ball, whatever you want to call them, don't, if they are coming constantly now, that doesn't mean they always will. So when they are coming, that's good to hone the habits, the good habits, the good work ethic, not the three to four hour a day, knowing there's going to be 10 hour days and there's going to be weekends and there's going to be the trips to Austin and that are going to take away from family, but the end game uh, is is the vision, so to speak, uh, is what's important. Well, think um, how, think think how many people you know. I mean, think how many people. Will, some of your wealthiest people in the world were bankrupt, right? Or you know, they failed. Their business failed, and then they started, and then they hit it. You know, like right. it's that keep going. You know, like and again, that's for me, it's always been a work hard, you know, and everyone's like, oh, work harder, not smarter, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, at the end of the day, you know, the, the two I, have to go I, together, I really. you, yeah, you're never going to meet anybody that says, 
oh, unless they inherited it, I guess. But I mean, you're never going to meet anybody that says, oh, I got, I did, I got was super successful and I hardly worked. Right. It just doesn't happen. That, I've never heard that. <laughs> you know, it's I, like, it's like the magic diet pill. Let me know when you find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely, uh, I, I don't think I need to call you, but I, got, I know a lot of people my age and my size that would say, yeah, I'll take that pill. Uh, they, they don't exist. It, it all takes work. Um, and it, you know, in, in real estate, it takes transparency and integrity. Um, and, you know, that's something that I, I think I'll never say it's lost in the industry, but when we've had such a hot market, I want to talk about, since you're yeah. in hot Atlanta, I'll talk about the hot market. Um, there, there's been obviously a, a, a red hot, white molten core hot market go on across the United States. I could say, oh, that's Florida, right. Florida's amazing because it had this market and California is insane. You know, you can't live there anymore because of the market. Uh, but all over the United States, there's been robust, you know, um, price increases. Yes. And so it's been real easy. We've all heard of the stories to sell a home and people waiting in line. What's going on in Atlanta? And you did mention, you br briefly touched on it, shifting some things. And, I, you know, I'd like to see where you're going with that and kind of your thought process on that. Yeah. So really, in all reality, and especially Atlanta, um, you're seeing a little bit of a slowdown. Mm -hmm. You're seeing longer days on market. And to the benefit of it, buyers are getting... They're getting an inspection. They can generally get an appraisal. That's wonderful news. I mean, honestly, I, I know the sellers have been riding high, but the truth yeah. is, I don't want anybody going in and buying, you know, you don't want to be in the buyer beware stage of things. So you're just seeing this little bit of shift of, you know, longer days on market, not as many multiple offer type of scenario, but the same rules apply. If the house sure. is priced right and it looks great, you're getting multiple offers and you're getting above asking price. Okay. And, you know, the biggest fault comes in truthfully is when, and again, you know, I mean, this is the fault of our industry. If I come in and tell you that I think your house is worth X, because I think that's what you want to hear, then right. that's where you're doing the disservice. And right now we are starting to see overpricing and people need to be back pricing at fair market value to move the needle. And right. I really, you know, it, I, Atlanta's not going to fall off the cliff. Um, there's nothing that's going to happen. And I mean, I think we heard the stat the other day. If, if you got a, a property for 10% below, um, which is not happening, mm -hmm. but interest rates went up a percent, you're actually paying more money. Right. So, you know, it, it's not. And, the, and, and again, let's touch on the interest rates. I mean, people are like, oh my God, well, Historically, interest rates have sat between five and six percent. Sure. We are completely fine. When they were at, it is not a healthy economy to right. be where we are, you know. And again, we all like it. Trust me. I mean, I bought investments and things like that. I mean, we, we all like it. But the only reason we were in that is because we were in crisis mode. Right. And we don't want to be in crisis. So there's not going to be, it's the old theory. It's the right, if it's the right time to buy for you, it's the right time to buy. If it's the right time to sell. But if I had, you know, a dollar for every person in the past, let's say 90 days that has said, dang it, I wish I would have sold in February. You're darn right. You wish you would have. Because sure. the only time you're knowing this stuff, you know, the only time is your, I wish I would have is when you're looking in the rear view mirror. Exactly. You, missed it. you know, but 
still the windfall is still amazing for people. And I had houses that I sold years ago that I was like, I told them, I said, hey, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not sure I can get you out of this if you need to sell. Well, gosh, knows I was wrong. I mean, (laughs) you know, and the truth is we could see that in the future again, where we're thinking, wow, these prices are crazy. But I mean, go back to our parents. I mean, our parents paid $35,000 for a house. Right. Right. I was just looking, as a matter of fact, we, since you touched on interest rates and, you know, you said they've always hovered between five and six percent, which they have. And I always, you know, people are always asking me, Tim, is it a good time to buy? Well, I, you know, what what's your parameters? What? Well, interest rates are moving up. I don't want to. I, I have sons from 28 down to 22 and one of them's getting ready to buy his first home. And and I'm like, son, I'm old enough to know. And I hate phrasing it like that. But I do remember my parents buying a home and their interest rate was like 13%. Yeah, we have agents I, in my office that are, yeah. remember, 17. 17%. Six, yeah, 16, 17% were, were, they were that high, right. So don't quibble, you know, if you, if you want, if you're prepared to buy and you're comfortable and you, and you love the home, you better love it if you're going to live in it. I say love it and live in it. You know, if you're going to live in it, don't worry about that. Now, I would probably tell you if they were 17%, hey, buddy, why don't we just relax a little bit? But, you know, prices are what they're at. It's a long-term investment for most people, largest investment they're going to make. So yep. uh, all good advice. Well, definitely been a wealth of knowledge uh, from you today, Madeline. I've really enjoyed it. Um, you know, I'm going to give you the last word. If there's anything, you know, you really wanted to bring up or something you thought was important that the listeners need to hear. Uh, we'll hear it. How, and also, how do we get in, or how does someone get in contact with you, especially if they're maybe looking in uh, October to make a transition into real estate or maybe they're a producer wanting to join your team? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest thing for me is um, you, you just have to make sure that you talk. I mean, I always say I am no filter. I might offend you. I might whatever, but I'm going to shoot straight with you. And I honestly, every single person on my team has your best interest at heart. I met some buyers. They've been longtime buyers of mine the other day. And I know they're getting antsy and they're in a home. It's fine. They don't have to move. And I said to them, I said, I said, y'all, I said, I just want to be clear with you. I said, we're not going to just make a move to make a move. We're not going to fit the square peg in the round hole. I said, I want you to, this next house is going to be a house for a good long while. Let's get it right. If that means we have to show you 75 homes, we're going to show you 75 homes. Um, But, you know, again, real estate is always a strong investment. And this year is the most, this is the most ever in history that I have had parents reach out to me and they are helping their children buy a place as opposed to paying the rent because the rent is so astronomical. So again, you know, and then I feel like saying to these kids, like, they're like, oh my gosh, my rent's so expensive. I was like, well, go back to our days. I like, it's called get a roommate, like (laughs) have one less Starbucks, like down, dumb down your life a little. Like, I don't need to have all this stuff, but you know, again, don't that's like, that's, started. Yeah, that's another, that, we could go down that road. A yeah. Long time, I, I but, think that's a conversation we'll have off cast. Correct. <laughs> right. That would be the no filter on it. So, right. but I will tell you, um, you know, if someone's looking in it, you know, all of Atlanta, we cover all area again, because of the thing, um, you know, you can check us out at suitsteam.com. And then, you know, our direct line is 404-419-3550. Or you can always shoot me a text. I am a massive responder. Like you can always text me and I will respond, which is 404-580-7568. But 
you know, we're always help, always happy to help and we're always willing to give back. Like I had a um, agent that came in the other day because I did used to coach and he was like, hey, are you taking And I said, I'm not. I said, you know, I'm working with the team, da, 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 da. I'm not coaching. And I said, but I said, hey, I said, I'll grab 30 minutes with you. I'm always mm-hmm. happy to, you know, if, if it means one more agent can stay in the business another year, that's awesome. I mean, there, there's enough business for, to go around with everything. For and sure. if anyone ever needs a referral in another, you know, city or state, I have amazing partners. I'm actually the regional ambassador for Keller Williams in the Southeast. Oh, so okay. I have amazing connections with that too. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Madeline, it's been great having you on the show and I look forward to talking to you again at some, at some point. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Have a great day. Thank you for you the too. opportunity. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.